Well, boys, um, the best league in the world is back. We had 10 games this weekend. We had high highs. We had low lows for some teams. And uh, just one thing that England can't seem to shake. This is Red Card Radio. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Whenever you're listening from, thanks for tuning in. Red Card Radio is a weekly look at the Premier League from three friends who support different clubs. My name is James. I support Arsenal Football Club. With me tonight, that is Brad. He supports Chelsea Football Club. And down below, that's Sean. He supports Tottenham Hotspurs. Boys, how are we doing? How is everyone feeling after one weekend of football? Um, it, it feels like we got uh, two victories uh, this, 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 this week, but, uh, but one point. Two victories, but one point. I'm feeling absolutely great, Joel. And if you want to argue about it, we can talk about it in September when pessimism comes around. Yo, get, get in those comments because he's, he's coming. <laughs> get in the you, comments, Joel. Joel. I'm feeling good. All right. It's first time in four years. I'm feeling Dang. great. Sean is feeling real frisky tonight. All right. Before we dig into why Sean is feeling frisky, if you could hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, ring the sub notification bell if you're on YouTube, drop a comment down below in the description of this video or podcast, wherever you're, wherever you're getting it. Um, join our Discord. Um, fill out the sheets of integrity we have those open until 24 hours after the transfer deadline closes so we're thinking like september 2nd ish i guess um and hit us up on twitter do all those things follow brad on red card radio instagram uh because he's doing things over there apparently stickers or something doing giveaways or something over there something that caused sean's head to explode but anyway um Let's let's dig into those comments from last week. We had two that we want to focus on. Uh, so Jimmy, uh, Jimmy has a question for you, Brad. Brad, yeah. what are you smoking? It's gonna be nil nil, like it always is. Hey, hey, look! Apparently, both teams improved this year. Okay, because it was one one. Ooh, that's like. Ooh, that's a hundred percent. That's two hundred percent increase on goals. You. It, it, it was co- even even back to your cup game two years ago you're even your yeah. like league cup game with zero nil nil to league it, cup, to, to it, it was cup. like it was like to the 11th penalty taker because it was the goalies yeah because kepa skied it yeah <laughs> it was to the 11th it was the 11th penalty taker yeah, yeah. It's, it's insane how how mirrored you guys are um yeah so i mean he's not he's not wrong no. He wasn't. He wasn't. I, it's my it's my Chelsea optimism. But I called the amount of goals. I said two two nil. You didn't call something else. Something else slipped through your fingers. Oh yeah, it was the uh, prediction for the Newcastle scoreline, which we'll get into that in a minute. Oh. Um, really, thank you guys uh, for those uh, comments. And the last one that we got is from our boy Jake. Jake says it's time for the return. And he couldn't be more more right. So let's dig into these Premier League scores. All right, guys, a little bit different this year. We're not going to just hit you with a thousand scores right away. If you want to see the scores for the games that we're not specifically covering, they're in the ticker tape. It's starting fresh right now. So it's starting off with the Friday game. It's Burnley, Manchester City. You can see that at the bottom of the screen. See the goal scores. Big ups to Sean for getting that in there for you guys. Um, so I think, Brad, you said you wanted to start with the Arsenal Forest result is that correct chelsea the chelsea guy wants to start talking about arsenal i did i did well i was doing chronological order um uh, you are, know are we also doing uh, point total highest up in the league position total oh here is that is that how we normally do this that it's, is how we normally do this it's how we used to get down so so i mean it, it, it actually 
works for the bolded order. Oh no, it doesn't. But that's because United are scrubs. Um, Technically, uh, Newcastle are top of the table. Yes, um, but, yes, we, but we, our teams oh, come first. Our teams come first. We're yeah. selfish. <laughs> Who are those we are, people? We are selfish on this podcast. We talk about our teams first. Right. Fact checker. Um, all right. So Arsenal got off hot. Um, Saka had a wonderful, wonderful goal. Um, that's an amazing left foot. Uh, <laughs> what are you like wringing your hands for, Sean? Sean, it's do you a, have a do you have a statement that's, here? That's a six out of ten. Any <laughs> any Premier League right winger can make that Bro, shot. You, uh, you, like, you sound like you sound like Mark, Mark Goldbridge on Twitter, who was like Dean Henderson would have saved that. This man is out here no. just like peddling his players so, that aren't you wanted at United anymore. Get out of here! That was that, a worldie. That's now not the, a worldie. The it's from right world. outside the box, and he put it to the side net at, with his predominant left foot. Curled it around Matt Turner. Um, okay. Now the other goal, I think Matt Turner should have said. Allah's doing that ten out of ten times. That's okay. all I'm saying. Ta- the, well, let me defend Matt Turner here because Nketiah shoots; it's deflected off of the Forest player, and it just goes barely above Matt Turner's leg. Like he was—you can't fault a goalie for not stopping it. Deflected. He actually shot. almost got it. Exactly. He actually, oh, his hand was right there. Exactly. Off the deflection too. Exactly. Mm. So you can't—you can't fault him for it. Um. But at the end, it felt like the second half fours kind of grew into this game here. Um, they got one goal. And to me, as like a, as a non-fan watching, um, it felt tense. It felt tense for Arsenal so, at the end there. What say you? So what I'll say is Joel texted us after Forrest scored and he said, I, I would do a British accent, but I can't. He said, are you nervous, James? No, I wasn't nervous. Arsenal were always getting all three points. Um, sure, we we gave up a garbage goal. It was off of a corner counterattack. We did so poorly tracking the runners, um, and it was just it was really bad. Um, so no, I was never nervous about dropping the points. Um, what I will say is, yeah, it was not. It was a good first 45 minutes. We played really well in the first half. We did not play really well in the second half. And that came to bite Arsenal at the end of last season. So is it kind of like, oh, is the pattern repeating itself? I don't think so. It's the first game of the season. You get the three points, you get out. What I will say, what makes me to have optimism about this performance is we weren't we weren't great. We weren't we it wasn't like we were at the top of our game. Like we have levels to grow to. And that's I think dangerous for the league. Is that like Arsenal weren't at their best? They got three points. Yeah, it's only Forest, but like, and you're expected to get three points at home against Forest. So we did what we were supposed to do. But like, Arsenal have levels to go to that weren't seen in this game, and so that gives me a lot of optimism. I will say I am disappointed. I am well, I'm not disappointed, but like, I, I'm a little sad that uh, Urian Timber did his ACL probably yeah. in the match. Um, he went down four minutes into the second half after you know, holding his leg at the end of the, the the first half. And I guess the doctors checked him out and the physio said he was okay to go. The doctor said he okay, was okay to go. And he went back out into the second half. And so he's going to be gone for nine months probably, which is just awful because he, he was one of those players that we picked up in the summer that was exceptionally versatile. You know, he's a right back, but he started our first match of the season playing left back. Like he is a right-sided center back in most, I think he played right-sided center back for a lot of Ajax last year, a lot of their games last year. And, and so like, he's just one of those players that's like, 
you can fit him essentially anywhere in the back line. You could probably have him play a six if it was really needed. And so, like, not having access to that for the season is going to be a little um, sad. And he looked so good. He looked so good. So that's disappointing. But, you know, injuries come. you got to deal with them. But, yeah, I'm excited because we've got we've got levels to go to. And I think that um, I think that's good for Arsenal. So, so, so the, the the weekly question though now gets asked to you. I forgot about this question. Uh, are you happy with Kai Havertz and his um, non position? Kai Havertz had a great game. There's a lot of forced criticism of Kai Havertz in this match. Um, so I don't have the specific stat sheet in front of me, but he he played very well. Like like I don't like if you if you look at the way that we played, the majority of our the majority of our attacks go down the right side between Odegaard and Saka. That's where like the majority of the attacks go, um, and so, so the left-sided eight, like the Jaka role, which Kai Havertz is coming into, um, he's he's not always going to see a lot of the ball. I mean, I I, I think that's maybe a disservice to Martinelli because Martinelli is a, a a man, like he's a beast. But like, no, I'm, I, am I dis? You know, if we win every game and Kai Havertz doesn't score a goal, I don't care. <laughs> like what does it matter to me he's filling a role and he played well he wasn't a defensive liability he wasn't an offensive liability he was involved in the play when it came over there and 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 maybe he's not as like ball control he's not like odegaard right so he's not like ball controlling dribble with the ball things like that um but he's an imposing presence on corners on free kicks like he plays he defends corners really well so like no like I think I think a lot of Chelsea fans want Arsenal fans to be like, oh, Kai Havertz had a stinker, but he was fine. The, the criticism of him in this match seems really forced. So if you cool. if you want to ask me that every week, you can, but it's going to become it's very be the weekly question. It's going to become very obvious who's trying to push that agenda. I don't I don't I don't think so because I think you're I think as time goes, it's going to be interesting. I think it was smart that he did not play striker. I think that that was the best situation i think that was the best position for him to play on your team when they were in possession a lot it really was like a from the forward back it was more like a 3-1 he was playing almost directly behind Enkedia. Oh, for a lot of times uh, yeah he was yeah for, for a lot of times and then and then odegaard would move back and forth as as the eight instead versus him being the 10 which sits behind the front line so it was it was kind of reversed Unless that's how they intended it, that Havertz would be the ten, and, and Odegaard would would float behind him, but that's how that's how it viewed on the on the field as I watched it. So um, if you check out slash R Gunners uh, slash Gunners the uh, the Arsenal subreddit, there's a there's a Kai Havertz heat map that you can check out, and uh, he he was he was all over the park on the attacking left side and into the middle. Um, this is not a criticism of Kai Havertz, what I'm about to say. But I would like to see Emil Smith Rowe get more playing time in that left sided. Could you imagine having two ball retaining eights who want to dribble with the ball and take on players in Smith Rowe and Odegaard on on both sides of the pitch, like against like the against the more um, against Luton Town, let's say against Sheffield United, against the teams that you're supposed to beat. Um, I really makes would, a lot of sense. I would really like to see that to see because that would unleash Martinelli a lot more. It, it in the in the same time that like that the Saka gets released because of Odegaard, I think it would release Martinelli a lot by having Emil behind him. I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, but you, you would also could say you'd also have against to, Forest. Yeah, yeah. Well, just in you know, it is what it is. Um, let's move on. Let's talk about this Newcastle Villa game. 
Um, Newcastle currently sit atop the Premier League table because they won the game 5-1. to one. A little context for you listeners. If you guys tuned in last week, um, Brad wanted to predict the scores of this match. I did. And, uh, it looked Bra- the spiciest, but it was not. Sean predicted that Aston Villa would win the match 2-1. to one. Brad suggested that the game would end as a draw 1-1. to one. Only I was bold enough to pick Newcastle at home against Aston Villa, and Newcastle won the game 3-1. to one. Or That's what Hold my on. prediction was. That was my prediction. They won 5-1. So that's slightly can we, wrong. Um, can, we, can we rewind the tape where, where he says, they're going to draw, uh, but to be different, I'm going to put Newcastle winning. Hey, sh- because he was the last one to go. The rundown, so had he gone first, I would have said Newcastle's going to win so that we're all different. guess you weren't bold enough, Brad. You got to live boldly. Um, boldly. Got a little bully. Okay. okay um, I live bully. I live co- bully. Oh, Can we end the podcast now? Um, Shout out to Dos Equis. Yeah. Please sponsor our podcast. Yeah. Info.redcardradio.gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, I think the, I think the big takeaway from this match is like <laughs> Newcastle looks good. Oh, not, we shouldn't and, be surprised. Um, Aston Villa looked a Villa little. Villa did not. They look short. I mean, they've had two major injuries in Tyron Mings and Emil uh, Buendia. Buendia. Um, I almost said Buenduzi because I was thinking about get Gwenduzi. Um But no, in Buendia, like, like, those are huge misses for Villa. Yeah, like, Mings, Mings getting did. hurt is huge. Mings didn't um, look good either. That looked like that's probably a full season. He's out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think Buendia did his ACL as well. Like, I think they both did major yeah. ACL things. Um, did you have Tielemans? Coutinho on the bench. So, like, I think you can, like, fill in the Buendia spot a lot more than Mings. I think Mings is a huge loss. I don't think Buendia is as big a loss. Yeah. So. Unless. I know it's a different player. Never mind. What were you going to say? I was going to say, unless unless you're still thinking about Buendia. But I don't think that was the player that. But no, that was the player that that chose Aston Villa over Arsenal. Wasn't yeah, but, it? Yeah, but you know what happened? What? We we signed Martin Odegaard, so like, oh, yeah. choose Aston Villa all you want, baby girl. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm so um, much happier that we have Odegaard. Newcastle just destroyed Aston Villa's right side. Konza and uh, Cash were just eight alive. I felt like every single goal came from the left, passed to the middle to Isak. Goal. Isak looks and like he's a player. Is Isak he like is a baller? Is he the guy who's going to finish second in the Golden Boot this year? Maybe. I think I think there's a shout. Maybe. This Newcastle there's... team might have more goals in it than it did last year, and um, yeah. Isak, but I does think... he play every game though? I mean, he should. I mean, Caleb Wilson is right there. Caleb Wilson came in and scored. Wilson's a bum. I mean, he's not a bum, but like he's not as good as Isak. Isak was injured for a large part of last year, so he probably would have had this goal production had had he been in the squad for. Uh, I think he got injured around October or so. Um, so, but yeah, I who, who put did not pick Asac Golden Boot in the sheets. No, he picked you're, Harry Kane, didn't you? Your uh, Golden Boot oh, is I'm out. I'm out. I put Kane. Yeah, you're your way out. Boot, well, hey, you have a chance though because he might I, win in the Bundesliga. I really that doesn't count. <laughs> I really wanted. Uh, I really wanted to go Asac just to be different, but I didn't. You were covering your bases because you picked Bayern Munich to win the Champions League with Kane, and you also yes. picked Kane to yes. win the Golden Boot. That's right. You were, you were covering right. your bases. I, I think it's good for Newcastle. Um, I think more results like this 
uh, and you really start to believe again that Newcastle are probably um, capable of making a run. Now it's going to be dependent, like it's going to be interesting to see how they how they fare in September and October, and November when those Champions League group stage matches are happening. Um, they have. But also, re- feel like when when he went out, that was their stretch where they like they drew like eight in a row. Where I, I Isak? remember, I remember, I I feel like Isak went out and then they drew blank them out in a row I, I remember pointing it out on the podcast yeah. last year that look at them i was like they're in seventh or eighth and i'm like look at them hanging around and it's just draw 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 yeah. draw across their recent form which one of y'all two want to go next you want you should do spurs or should we do chelsea this this okay. i want to i want to i want i want to see uh i want to see sean respond to uh the group chat joel yes uh no that's that's fun football to watch, man. We had seventy percent possession. We were peppering the goal. Like that's something I haven't seen ever in four years. It's fun, but yeah, ever. It's like, yes, that's fun. So yeah, Joel, stick it. Like, yeah, it's a two-two draw. All right, we had a penalty that probably was a really light penalty. Other than that, we win the game. Uh, the goals were good. Unfortunate for Romero. Uh, I agreed with the decision to bring him off. If you if you see clips of him after the goal, he clearly took a knock on his head. He's glazed over. He's in he's in the scrum, but he's just like staring into the distance. And I think the players noticed in motion to the sideline of like this guy's not right. I really appreciate what Postelacago said after the game. He's like, look, like I. I, I if the doctors say something, who am I to dispute it? Like he's like, I need to shut up and just listen to the doctors. Like his comments after after the game about that were really admirable. Yeah, and he yeah, his eyes look glazed over. I know Romero wasn't happy with it. He'll be on. He'll probably be on the pitch against uh, United. Um, hopefully, I, you know who knows. Concussions are a fickle beast, but you know, crossing your fingers, he'll be there. Um, but he definitely took a knock. I couldn't tell if it was on the ball, a knee, a post. I, I don't know. The the views I had of it weren't weren't conclusive of what he hit his head on, but it was something. Um, but it was yeah, it was good. It was unfortunate. I'm not happy with the with a draw. It, it was unfortunate to get a draw. I am very happy to see how we played though. Uh, and by the way, Basuma was giving me Dembele vibes from seven years ago. <laughs> like I'm talking one of the best could be one of the best center defensive mids in the world. He is silky smooth. Uh, and then once he evades his defender, he just distributes effortlessly. It's very much like Musa Dembele. So I'm excited to see that. Also Conte is a terrorist and deserves to be jailed for keeping him on the bench. Because if this is what he was hiding on the bench, what else was he hold, hiding on the bench? Let's get on, let's on. get other players out of here. Wasn't he hurt? He was hurt for a good chunk of the fall. Then he just wasn't in shape after that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And also, did you got to remember Hoiberg last year is better than Basuma last year? I don't know. Like the re- Conte, the, a terrorist. The reason why Basuma is playing right now is because Hoiberg wants out of the team. If Hoiberg didn't want to leave Tottenham, Hoiberg would have started this match. The problem is that Hoiberg wants to get the hell out of North London, at least the Lily White side of North London. He wants to go somewhere that's not Tottenham, and so he if 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 Hoiberg's if Hoiberg was bought in, he would have started. 
Even you think uh, that, Sean. Hold on. Even you think that, right? Basuma's better. Oh. Uh, by, by the way, by the way, Klopp, I, I heard you're looking for a center defensive mid. Uh, we've got one on the on the clearance rack. That's not a bad he, thought. No, he is really a, not. He is an ex. Klopp requires a high work rate. Pierre Hoiberg is a workhorse. He is just an engine. He will run for the entire ninety minutes if he has to. Yeah, it it is it is a uh, round peg, round hole for Klopp. If he wants it, like just come get it. It it's probably what twenty twenty five million, thirty million. Everybody knows he wants out, so like we're not getting a we're not getting a king's hall for him. I mean, Brad, what's the transfer market on on Hoiberg? Pull that transfer um, market. Yeah, um, like I don't know why Klopp's just so. I'm assuming Klopp's making the decisions around there. Like, just come get Hoiberg. Come I'm get sure, Tyler Adams. Both, sure of them are, both of them are engines. They've got to be working on something behind the scenes. They need to get they need to get some sort of midfield depth at Liverpool. Um, they have to have a Fabinho replacement. Forty five. Yes. Forty five. So Even, Liverpool be, Liverpool come in with thirty thirty five. Tottenham are taking it all day. I think so. Um, but speaking of Liverpool, they uh, let's do it. They picked, took two L's this week. They didn't. They didn't take a single L this week. Oh, they, they took a draw. You're right. Yeah. Okay. So, Brad, this is my question to you that you spe- uh, suspiciously uh, ignored in our group text this week. Yeah. Um, you said that you were happy with this draw. And my yes. question to you is, make this make sense. Brad picks Chelsea to win the Premier League and then yes. is happy about a draw at home against anyone like just against liverpool but like liverpool that's depleted either way like you can't be celebrating a draw at home against anyone if you have title aspirations right uh it's not an l and we (laughs) we grew into this game we played super we played really we played really really well we showed what this team can do without caicedo at least at least you didn't lose you're right yeah that's a fair point i don't think I don't think Liverpool gets their first goal with Caicedo in the middle. Like so, Maybe. what I saw from this uh, and different tactics, um, uh, different, very different tactics. We were back to the three four three, or at least that's what it felt like. Um, with how with Chilwell running back up and down, apparently he was supposed to be left wing or, or left mid, um, and Chukwueze was the ten. And also, like missing in Kuku is huge. I'm sorry. V one one, and we're missing. What your face says? You're confused. You say missing in Kuku like you've ever had him before. <laughs> That's cold. Well, he did never play played with him. You can't be missing him if you've never played with him. Um, like if, so, uh, I think you're. I understand that you're trying to like say that oh he never played a game. He's been with us all of preseason until until Chicago where he tore his ACL. Yeah, but you also spent a bajillion dollars on Jackson too. So like there's Actually, another start. Actually we didn't. It's, like, 40, gonna, like, it's the, like 45 million. Like 30. No. It was less than that. Okay, well you a bajillion <clears throat> neither here nor there. I just picked a number which is non-existent and not a real number. But <laughs> Yeah, you you already. I mean, you got another one, so just play him. Um, like uh, you get, you can't complain when you get 
you know, over fifty million dollar striker after over fifty million dollar striker, and then none of them work, and then now all of a sudden this is the injured one is the one that would have been our savior. Well, you don't know that. He's not a. Uh, um, Google is not meant to be the nine. He's meant to be the ten. He's meant to be that that middle. Um, okay, so who who would he have replaced on the field? Chukamanka. That's, that's a good question. Okay, Chukamanka is who he would have replaced. Brad, yes. do, you, do you have any concern uh, that? I saw some crazy stat, and I don't remember the specific time frame, but it's like Chelsea's attacking players haven't scored a goal in some ridiculous amount of time. That all of your goals have been scored by defenders and like midfielders. Is that concerning at all to you? Um, because you got a hundred, you got a hundred million pound striker sitting on the bench. I'm just saying, he's at Cobham, ready to go. Put him in, coach. He's ready to go. <laughs> no, he can, he can stay, he can stay in Cobham. Um, Short-sided. no, I'm not. Okay. Excited. I think that's Short-sided. okay. Yeah. Well, obviously, the Lukaku thing is is a joke. I, I think you say Lukaku now too. Lukaku. It was a. It was a. For, for, uh, anyway. Freudian slip. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, I, I I think I would be concerned about the fact that attackers aren't scoring, but it's not my team. So I look. I would, but from last year to this year, there's one that's still there. Sterling. Which yes, I don't. I'm I'm concerned with Sterling Mudrick getting goals. Mudrick was there last year. Mudrick played like three games total. That's factually not, untrue. He also scored a goal, I believe. He did not. He did not. He assisted. Then he, he assisted. Then he, one. Scored, then he scored in a cup, uh, maybe. He scored a goal in a Chelsea shirt. It was I'm over sure the summer. It. it was over the summer. It was the Premier League Cup. Um, okay. Well, okay. All right. Well, we'll he see. Started one game last year. That doesn't mean he didn't play though. Like you're like that's like, like saying he like got Trissard. in 15 minutes here, 20 minutes there. Not he did not get in a ton. Okay, of minutes, like that's I, fine. But but Leandro Trossard also came into Arsenal mid in January, and he didn't start a lot for Arsenal. But when he when he came off the bench, he made impacts. Reese Nelson when he came off the bench made impacts. Like, different like, different situation with Trossard. Trossard was what? oh Trossard was playing continuously. Mujic was off on a winter break. For like three months, he hadn't kicked a ball when we signed him in January. All right. Well, I, as the foremost leader on Ro- on Romanian or Ukrainian football, I'm going to trust you on this, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it's a, that's why I think it's a different situation. Like this is Mudrik's first year of this is what I'm counting as Mudrik's first year. There, say it that way. All right. Um, All right. Fair we, enough. We alluded to this in the intro. But uh, Manchester United beat the Wolves 1-0. But there was a little bit of uh, referee hootenanny, let's say. <laughs> Some VAR shenanigans uh, going on in this match. Um, Is this football heritage at this point? Football heritage that the first match weekend, the PGMOL is already issuing apologies for missed VAR calls. I mean, it seems like that's England's football heritage at the moment. Like I think so. Um, how if you I look think, at our podcast from last year, how many weeks did we talk about this and the year before that? I think, I think way too many English. So in, English people, United King UK people would be the predominant watchers of Premier League. I would imagine as a single entity. I would I would imagine. I don't think we outnumber them in America yet, although it is growing rapidly. I mean, you might there might be a um, shout in like India or China just because of the sheer sure, volume of sure, people, but sheer volume, sure. But the amount they pay per month to watch this product, and the fact that England 
the FA sees no no cause to improve the product in any tangible or visible way is absolutely appalling and abhorrent. Yeah, it's you guys. If you haven't seen it, uh, check out the there was uh, Onana's challenge in like the ninety fourth minute or something like that. Check it out on YouTube and, and make a decision for yourself. But uh, know that as you're watching it, it wasn't given as a penalty, and the PGMOL issued an apology like thirty minutes after the game ended. Like it wasn't. It was like it was like directly after the game ended. They were already apologizing to the Wolves team. Now I will say this: I, as devil. Uh, before I start this argument, I, I will say that it should have been a penalty. Uh, <laughs> but, but the goalkeeper has a right to the ball. Yes. And the ball deflected off of that scrum he was in. Brad said it's somewhere off in Narnia or something. It's not. It's right there at the play. He makes a play on the ball and crashes into a wolf player. Hey, Sean, I got a question for you. Yeah. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't every player have the right to play the ball? Yes. But what happens when they don't play the ball and play the man? They didn't. He was looking at the ball no, the entire but, way. No. Okay. Oh, okay. Here's a question for you. What happens if I'm looking at the ball the whole way and my foot goes into your shin? I was looking at the ball the whole time. I have a right to play the ball. All right. So I started this. I'm just playing devil's advocate, <laughs> saying the goalie has a right to go for the ball. And this is why the PGMOL was apologizing because it should have been a penalty. Like it's just, oh, it's just it dumb. Was, it was. It was a penalty. Right. Now I I forgot to put this part in there. Um, did you guys see the the Everton goal that was disallowed for something kind of similar? I didn't, Brad. Tell me more. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. So, um, Bolum's goal. Leno goes up for the ball. Um, goes over top Tarkowski. I think it was, but Tarkowski just like jumps straight up, right? Like a like a basketball block, entitled to that space. Tar- uh, Leno grabs the ball. It falls because he can't like hug it in because it would be hugged into Tarkowski. Uh, ball goes to an Everton player. Everton scores. Okay, but that's that's different because Leno had the ball. The moment the goalkeeper has two hands on the ball, you can't you can't touch the goalkeeper. You can't dislodge. No, I think the- it's one. I think I think it was like one hand on it. It was something where Tarkowski had the right to that space. And but you said he jumped, right? You said Tarkowski jumped. I. I they're not allowed yes. to. You, you can't. Yes, I, I you're allowed to, right now you're allowed to stand still. It. You're allowed to stand yeah. still, but you're not allowed to jump into somebody. He wasn't jumping into somebody. And goalkeepers are always going to get defended there if they if they catch a ball and then a defender jumps into them, even if the goalkeeper is going over no, them. No, you're you're not imagining it right, uh, James. He he grabbed the ball around Tarkowski. Yeah, yeah. He has it on the other side of him. Doesn't matter. There's no way. There's no way for him to get it back. Doesn't matter. It, Without releasing, he's the ball. Got, he's got two hands on the ball. Can't touch the goalkeeper at that point. That's just the way the I think, that's the way the law works. I still, I, I think, uh, I think that was another. I don't know if it was another. Uh, like, I think it was another apology that happened. It wasn't. I have to look it up. It was not. I have to double check. The PGMOL only issued one double apology check. this week. Okay. We would have checked. Only, we only one this week. How many will there be it, next folks. week? Um, there is one more comment here. I don't know who snuck this in, but there is some some bolded statement here at the bottom of the rundown that says the real league starts this Saturday. Is that like uh, is like the farmers league? Is that like uh, the spaghetti league? I'm not sure. Oh, <laughs> that one comes that one comes straight from Will. Apparently, the Serie A is what he's talking about, and we should all pay attention to that 
Because when you fill out the sheets of integrity, you need to pick your tiebreaker team, which is who will win the Italian Serie A. So take this time to think about it while you fill out your sheets of integrity. They're all due by 24 hours after the transfer window ends. Um, so definitely make sure you do that. It's going to be the top pinned comment, and also it's in the description of this video or this podcast that you're listening to. Um, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, that guy is at KSBradG. Down below, that's at Whiteheart underscore Sean. I am at James Tiffany. Um, check back on... I don't know what the release schedule is, week Thursday or Friday, whenever it's going to get released, but there's going to be a preview episode of Match Week 2 for you guys, for your listening pleasure um, later this week. Um, but it's going to be up there, and we would love for you guys to tune into that as well. But until then, I hope you all have a lovely day or evening whenever you're listening to this. Good night.